G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, there are heated issues unresolved in the nation of Israel over the territory called West Bank. It's the ongoing tensions between Israel and the Palestinians. Well, there's a new documentary that looks to shed light on the controversial issues surrounding what at times has become conflict even on the streets and a real challenge for the parliaments of the world as they look to try to help bring some resolution. Hugh Kitson is a UK-based documentary filmmaker. He's joining us to describe the position he's taken in making sense of the issue in his new documentary called Whose Land? Hugh has a 40-year career. He's won a dozen international awards. And a special welcome to 2020 to you, Hugh Kitson. Very good to meet you, yes. Hugh, you've made documentaries about war, about ethical issues, but you love to make documentaries about God's chosen people, Israel. Yes, I've made quite a number over the years. I made my first film about Israel and God's purposes for Israel more than 40 years ago now. And the last 20 years or so, I've actually been doing that full time. And so your newest documentary, which is about to be released, it's about to have its premiere here in Australia, and we'll give those dates for Melbourne and in Sydney. Uh, It's called Whose Land? What's it all about? Well, basically, Whose Land is looking at the legitimacy of Israel in international law. Uh, As you know, today there are many people who are trying to delegitimize Israel and say that the Jewish state actually has no right to exist. But um, in international law, it may surprise you to know that actually Israel has more legitimacy in international law than almost any other nation on the face of the earth. And it actually goes back to the San Remo Resolution of 1920, and this uh, resolution actually was passed or voted upon uh, on the 5th anniversary of Anzac Day, 25th of April, 1920, and uh, it was an adjunct to the Paris Peace Conference, and it was endorsed by uh, all 51 nations, founding nations, of the League of Nations, which also came out of the uh, Treaty of Versailles. So Israel's legitimacy in international law is established there, and it incorporated the Balfour Declaration. And not only that, it declared, and this is in the mandate document, that the Jewish people have the right to reconstitute their homeland in what was their historic uh, national home. So, Hugh, it is a historic documentary, and when you see this documentary, you'll be reminded 
of this rich history of Israel. And I imagine that goes right back into biblical times, but you're talking about early 20th century uh, in international law, a legitimizing of the people of Israel to settle in their land. There is an ongoing propaganda war uh, with the nation of Israel, and it's a propaganda war where people take different sides. Uh, One side sides with the Palestinians, the other side sides with Israel. Uh, Is a documentary like yours a part of setting the truth straight about uh, the position of Israel and the land. Uh, Absolutely it is because, you know, Joseph Goebbels was the real architect in uh, in Hitler's campaign to dehumanize the Jewish people. And he said that if a lie is repeated often enough, then the people will believe it. And that is exactly what is happening in the Palestinian Israel conflict today. What is not generally known is actually the Palestinian entity as we know it today had its origins with the Palestinian uh, Palestine Liberation Organization in 1964. Prior to that, there was never an entity or an ethnic group known as the Palestinian Arabs. Now, the Palestinians of the, uh, during the British mandate period, generally, they were known to be the Jewish people who happened to be in Palestine. Palestine was never a nation. It was an area, and it uh, became defined in the, uh, in the mandate for Palestine given by the League of Nations. Hugh, you're in Australia, not only for the premieres of your new documentary, Whose Land, uh, but you're also speaking to gatherings. What sort of reception are you receiving when you start to recount this is the history and there is a propaganda war? Not everything you hear in the mainstream media is true and ought to be believed. Uh, What's the general feeling you get from Aussie audiences? Well, we've yet to find that out, actually. But um, uh, to give you an example, uh, our on-camera presenter is a man called uh, Colonel Richard Kemp. And uh, he, he was, uh, back in 2003, 2004, commander of the British forces in Afghanistan. And he served the British government as, as an intelligence advisor. Now, he came to Sydney just over two years ago, and he was... Uh, and he spoke at Sydney University, and he was virtually howled out of the place. So um, it is a contentious issue, and it all boils down to, in my opinion, anti-Semitism. If you're anti the Jewish state, you're anti-Zionist, anti the Jewish state, then by definition you're anti the Jewish people who live there. That's anti-Semitism. And you will be addressing some audiences, and uh, I've uh, prematurely jumped to the conclusion you've already been here and spoken to a number already, but those are still ahead. You're working in collaboration with a number of Australians on this documentary project. Uh, one of those, uh, Kelvin Crombie, yeah. and uh, another one, uh, Fraser Harding. Yes. Uh, what sort of role have they had? Well, uh, Kelvin, Kelvin uh, is one of the many interviewees in, in the first part, and we're only premiering the first part um, at the beginning of August, uh, and that takes the history and the legal matters up to independence in 1948. The second part, which will be out at the end of this year, beginning of next year, 
will deal with from 1948 to to the um, the present day. Now, um, Fraser's part in it is that he is a co-director of the company behind it, Title Deed Media, and actually um, it's based here in Queensland, Title Deed Media. Why is it so important, Hugh, for Australians to have an appreciation, an understanding for what's happening in Israel? Some people might say we're so far removed, that's not our backyard. We ought not to be dealing with uh, the issues as they unfold there. What is the value and importance for Australians to be understanding and even getting involved in a proactive way to support the things that happen in Israel? Well, actually, Australia has had uh, uh, dealings with what later became the State of Israel right from the infancy of this nation. Um, when, If I can put it this way, when Australia was in its teen years, uh, Australia was involved in the Battle of Beersheba. And without that victory, which the light horse, the Australian light horse, had such a crucial role in, along with the British and the New Zealanders, uh, without that involvement, it's quite possible that... Uh, uh, the the Jewish nation would never have come into being as it is today. Um, so it's it's very vital. And I must say one other thing. Um, I'm both British and Australian because I lived here. I'm also an Australian citizen. I'm back in Britain at the moment. Um, but Australia's record with the nation of Israel is so much better than Britain's. And Australians are dearly loved in Israel. Hugh Kitson is our guest. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. He's a UK-based documentary filmmaker. His new documentary is called Whose Land? Uh, it'll be available in the Vision store, but it is in its final production stages even as we speak. The first premiere screening is scheduled for the 6th of August in Melbourne, and then there'll be a screening on the 13th of August in Sydney. Uh, you can get details when you go to whoseland.tv that's the website that you'll be able to access details about those premieres and how you can get a hold of that too through that website but whoseland.tv we're back with more in just a few moments taking some time to talk about a new documentary film called whose land and it explores the challenges and the controversies that go on with these ongoing tensions between israel and the palestinians Hugh Kitson is our guest today, a UK-based documentary filmmaker, and I've learned that he has dual citizenship, an Aussie as well as a Brit, and we're talking about the documentary. We mentioned in the first segment, Hugh, that there is a real focus on international law, uh, the international law element of what's going to happen with the unfolding of what happens with Israel, with what happens with the Palestinians. That is a central focus that you're exploring. It certainly is. Um, you know, 4,000 years ago, God gave the title deed to that land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants as an everlasting possession. The Bible, uh, the, that title deed is contained in the Bible, and it's mentioned some four dozen times in the Old Testament. And even in the New Testament, there's uh, an implication there, even though it's not directly mentioned. Well, an amazing thing happened at the San Remo Resolution 
in April 1920. And I only came to the realization of this a few years ago. And that is actually what God did almost under the radar. He enshrined that title deed into international law in the modern era. And that sort of has more or less got buried. And one of the reasons it did get buried is because Britain uh, violated the terms of the mandate. Britain signed up to an international treaty and actually effectively what the mandate did was to raise the Balfour Declaration, which is incorporated in it, to the level of an international treaty. Well, Britain violated that on almost every single level. And so by perception, the rights of the Jewish people to all of the land of Israel, and I'm talking about Judea and Samaria, otherwise known as the West Bank, and all of Jerusalem, has more or less been turned on its head. And so we're trying to reveal that fact and to proclaim the rights of the Jewish people to all of the land of Israel enshrined in international law. Now, you hear in General Assembly, UN resolutions, and even the Security Council just before Christmas last year said that the occupied territories, so-called, and uh, Israel's or the Jewish people's presence in the so-called occupied territories and even places like the Western Wall was illegal international in international law. That's absolute nonsense. And actually, UNSC Resolution 2334 arguably is in, contra- is in contradiction to the UN's founding charter from 1945. And so a documentary like yours, which is not like a media release, it's not like a radio interview, it's not like a story on a current affairs program, it's a full-blown documentary film. And there's weight to the sorts of things that you are able to do when you present evidence and when you present film footage. And when we talk about a propaganda war, uh, a documentary like yours has tremendous power to it. There's substance that can change the way that people think. And I know that you'd be hoping that it'll find its way into the hands of politicians, people yes. who, are, who are influential. But Absolutely. ordinary people in their ordinary local church will benefit because it cuts through some of the propaganda and brings clarity well, that, that is certainly the intention. We've interviewed uh, eight international lawyers who are actually basically all on the same page. And there is a growing movement among uh, the legal profession to actually examine all of these things. I was in Washington, D.C. last week, and I met a professor of law at the American University. And he's he's actually lectured in law to... Uh, students at the Hebrew University. This was new to him. He was fascinated by it. And so we're trying to educate lawyers, politicians, media. I'm not a lawyer myself, but uh, what I've learned about this subject, I've learned from international lawyers and historians as well.
Let's talk about the documentary itself. We've got two premieres that you're talking about, and you'll be present for those on the 6th of August in Melbourne, on the 13th of August in Sydney. Uh, Are we talking red carpet glitz and glamour, or it's a little more low-key, but the people who will be there will be intensely interested in the perspectives presented? Uh, It will be low-key. When the second part comes out... uh, Early next year in Australia, we may do something on a on a larger scale, because I think the message will then start to get out. But initially, uh, it is the Zionist Federation of all uh, of Australia who is actually organising and sponsoring this. So to begin with, it'll be basically a Jewish audience, because actually the Jewish people themselves need to understand the legal rights that they have in all of the land of Israel. It's a pleasure getting an update on this new documentary film. It's called Whose Land? Uh, Keep an eye out for it. You'll be able to get a hold of it through the Vision Store. It's in final production stage at the moment. The first premiere screening is on the 6th of August in Melbourne, the 13th of August in Sydney. And how you can get the details of where that screening is happening, you can go online to a website whoseland.tv w-h-o-s-e-l-a-n-d dot tv Hugh Kitson, thanks so much for uh, giving us some insight into this new documentary film and uh, hoping that it goes very well for you Thank you very much indeed Thank you Neil Before you go, thanks for listening There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.